0: They've had so much bolt-on in their life. He's feeling it, dear. He's
1: sick. This just ended the Survivor SA newsroom. Welcome back to the first, what is it? First episode of TNO for the season. We are currently covering season nine. This is the return of the outcast. And of course, I've got a new co-host here, But before I get into my co-host, Mr. Sean Gilbride, and that's the big reveal. Sean, you can just wave quickly before you say anything. Just wave, just wave. Give the people what they want.
0: Oh, sorry, the Can green we... screen messing it up. I am waving.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sean Gilbride, but before we get into it, for this is obviously TNO, your Thursday night outcast on a Friday. That's uh, the little caveat. My name is Claudio, and today we're going to be doing the normal thing that we normally do. Golden Spear, Wooden Spoon, Storms are Brewing, and of course we've got a new segment, so stay tuned for that. And don't be afraid to drop your comments in and get involved in the conversation, because we are a big tribe and we like getting bigger. So, Sean um before we we get into anything we always love starting the show with an icebreaker because technically you're making your debut podcasting debut by the way so please don't be too harsh on sean but also be very critical if you know what i mean (laughs) anyway all right icebreaker Sean. so people know what you're about sir. would you rather get your butt waxed or go swimming in antarctica
0: uh yeah i reckon swimming in antarctica Quite an easy one. I don't don't eat too badly in cold water. So I think that's that's easy. Oh. from what I've heard. From what I've heard listening to so much uh, Joe Rogan that it's it's amazing for you. So there we go. Easy one.
1: So there's two two moments of insights. There's one he listens to Joe Rogan, and two, he clearly isn't the hairiest <laughs> of men, and he'd rather go swimming in cold water. Right, Sean. Also, <laughs> just just some insight. Why Sean is the co-host is because Last year while we were running, both our girlfriends ran from Joburg to Cape Town for a charity called Mad to Run, which is a very awesome charity, but not the point of the show tonight. But while they were training at five in the morning, we were the boyfriends that were training with them, and we were chatting about Survivor, getting ready for the show. So it was just natural; it was a natural transition to get short on the show here. And um, yeah, any words you want to say, Sean, to the people watching?
0: Uh, no, I think uh, I think you summed it up there pretty. Pretty well there. I think we we had plenty discussions while running about uh the, the season eight mainly of Survivor. I was uh maybe maybe a little shocked you asked me. This is not uh what I usually do, but happy to be here. So yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. I'm looking forward to recapping the early season
1: nine. <laughs> <laughs> we've got some regulars in the comments here. We've got Dylan real we've got Hillhart, we've got a new face. Um I think it's uh, Alex. He's saying hello, everyone. And, of course, Warren's here. We know Warren really well, in case you don't know who he is. He is the man responsible for some of our animations and all the beautiful things that you're going to be seeing today. So stay tuned for that. But, yeah, Sean, the moment has arrived. The season. Four episodes a week. It is the first time ever they're doing it from a South Africa perspective. Um, we've got returning castaways, people that know how to play the game. Overall, what's been your first impression?
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's... It's a different format having having one every night. uh, You know, you cram in a lot of survivor during the week. It's 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 a lot to to unpack in these episodes. Um, but yeah, it's been a I suppose like they all do. It's been a bit of a, a slow start. I think. Um, I don't know I what. Bit...
1: No, man, a slow what? start. Which plot was slow? Was it the first episode that was slow? Yeah, that, the first yeah, I think they. Maybe... Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe I was thinking more of the first episode. I, was, I mean, definitely pulled I, I don't know. Off in maybe... the second,
1: yeah, I know what you're saying there. They pulled off in second with the first episode. Yeah, it
0: did seem like. And I was a bit shocked. I mean, I don't know. Maybe just because I'd, I'd finished watching uh, that Winners at War season. But they started exactly the same. They started like, on a beach, they doubled the money, and then they played the, exactly the same game. So I was like, I, I actually went back to season 40 just to make sure I wasn't going crazy. But they started the exact same way. So I, was like, <laughs> I wasn't, it didn't start off with uh laying my socks over there <laughs> yeah
1: well that's true but I mean there were some interesting twists and themes and I think well let's let's chat about that the return of the outcasts, okay firstly being the theme what do you think about that instead of it being a newbie a newbie season for Survivor they've decided now they've got to the point where they've recruited old castaways and they've said here yeah, here's a platform to play this game again what do you think about that
0: Yeah, it's it's obviously interesting. It it adds a different dynamic knowing so much about the the castaways before they sort of arrive. I think it's a different dynamic to the game. Why did they only, where did they, they stopped at, at season four? Why did they not get anyone like from like season one, two was a specific reason?
1: Oh, Sean, 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 Sean. We don't go that way back. There's, there's, there's pre afrikaans and then there's post kants And I think the, 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 the recruitment, you know, they just thought with, let's, let's keep with the guys that were more recent in people's memories, and let's give them a go. But that's an interesting sort of dynamic. You're right. So like, why didn't they bring back someone from the first season? You know, it would have been cool to see the, the stripper that one. I forgot her name now, but it would have been cool to. Gigi. <laughs> I'm sure Hilcha. Gigi. Hey, you knew her very well, Sean. That can't fly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. would well, would be interesting to went. have her back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But anyway, but with regards to so you're saying the first episode was slow. You're saying the theme's quite an interesting one, right? Like you said, interesting dynamic now. There's there's a whole bunch of players coming into the game. I think what's quite interesting from my side is that these players do know how to play the game. So it does help for the, the South African audience, which I know we're in the ninth season, but it's not 40-something seasons like the U.S. So we do need to somewhat get new members, new audience, new, new crowd, and grow that a little bit and also show them how the game can be played. So when you've got players that come in with this sort of level of expertise, people start realizing, okay, it's, it's less of like a real life situation even though we're going to we're going to comment on that and more of a gaming situation so i think that is an interesting point and it's a nice sort of evolution for South Africa to go we've gotten to the point where we can get to a stage where we have returnees come back because we want to grow and we want to keep going because that's the sort of foundation that the u.s have always done so that's a quite interesting sort of aspect But what about the the castaways that were chosen so far for the season sean
0: yeah, it's an interesting take. I mean, it it was quite nice. Or uh, well, maybe maybe different to to split it like pre merge, post merge, like immediately not have like a a tribe, a tribe uh, you know picking or whatever. So they they were already pre selected to the the pre merge, post merge, which made it uh, which made it uh, quite nice. Um, but yeah, I think uh, some of the guys I didn't know. Uh, like like I'm a, I'm I'm obviously a fan of Survivor, otherwise I wouldn't be uh, doing this. But uh, so some of the guys go a bit back. For me, all my memory is not that great, um but yeah. Overall, I think everyone, everyone seems to be going well. There's, there's already been some drama in the later episodes, so they obviously picked it pretty well. Not sure how they pick who gets to return, but I'm assuming well, there's an element well, Sean, of that's who's an going inter- to create that's drama. an interesting
1: thing. It's because you, you got you got Hillheart saying Sean keen to hear Who on the cast you really you really think needs the redemption story this season? And that's that's the interesting thing. Is the arc of the season? Are these players. Barring probably the one by your shoulder there is that they came in and they needed redemption. And there's a lot of scars that they've all come in with like your Sheamus, like, um, a couple of the others, I can't even think of the name right now, but Seamus is the clear and evident one. It opens up with him looking like a, a Buddhist monk who's been away for 10 years trying to find his inner peace because of the fact that Survivor's left the scar on his heart. So it's, it's an interesting case where they are going to try and redeem themselves and it's influencing the, their gameplay. But with regards to you in terms of which player do you think needed it the most or needs it the most?
0: Um, look, I mean, I, I didn't actually know too much about Seamus uh, before this season, um, obviously, researched a bit and I found out he's the uh, the first boot, which he he mentioned as well. But I was I was pretty shocked oh, that uh, that affected him. Like, I mean, I, you know, you assume Survivors is the game, but it obviously meant a hell of a lot more to him. Like, him, his little speech to Dino about him looking at the mirror and knowing that he's the oak that, uh, that cost his game, his dream, essentially, to play Survivor. So I think, I mean, he's... In my mind, forefront to have the big redemption. In in the same breath, I mean, having mentioned Dino, I know uh, I know like well speaking to you and stuff like that. He was also quite a, a student of the game, and and I don't think uh, his season really showed that um, in terms of him being also voted out quite quickly. So I think for me, those two kind of stick out in terms of redemption. I would obviously always go with the sort of pre merged tribe. 'Cause they got more to prove than the post merge. I know we have no returnee winners, but I mean, obviously those guys have more mm. to prove.
1: Yeah, I think that's a valid point and it's the obvious one. And so it's kind of the, the sort of situation that we're seeing how it's unfolding. It's those players that have more to prove that it looks like there's a lot more for them to lose. So they're making more cautious decisions as opposed to the other ones that are playing a sort of pre-merge a pre-merge game in a situation where they haven't even reached the merge yet. And it's it's sort of the confidence of the one tribe versus the other one that are slowly trying to lay out the, the pieces and build that puzzle together. But uh, Jeremy, curious as to what you've put there in the comments saying there are a couple of flat players in the post-merge tribe. Can you please I mean, if you're comfortable naming and shaming so we can see what your real thoughts are there as opposed to just throwing it out there. Um, we've also got Richard coming in saying, definitely agree with Sean, shame mm-hmm. us. There we go. And then again, Hilchard saying, Richard, welcome to the gang, Richard. So, you know, we love our community. We love the people dropping in here. Yeah? So thank you for joining us. But Sean, last one, with regards to overall the challenges when we're looking at it. I mean, standard sort of, survivor challenges but if you've got to look at the crafting and everything in terms of what you've experienced so far in terms of the overall package of what survivor larue and the gang have done what's been your your impression there
0: no it's been good i mean obviously we've seen like the like i mentioned the first game was something we've seen before um but still a, a good a good uh, first challenge uh, other than that they kind of uh, at the moment they've been they've been pretty decent um I was I was hell of a shocked at the the setting of Eastern Cape. I wonder. I know you said they shot it in Eastern Cape, but yes, when they were walking through that field, it looked amazing. <laughs>
1: Is that going to be one of your weekend trips there? Is that, is it, are you planning yeah, if anyone I'll, else in the is going to go? We might as well make a giant sort of survivor gang trip there where we just get everyone going and exploring the Eastern Cape. I think that's the purpose of it. Also, a nice sort of touch that they do shoot this locally. I know for the cast always, it's not such a big deal right now, but if for any newbies and a question there pointed to you, Hilgert and anyone else that wants to enter again, would you be comfortable playing the game locally or would you prefer going overseas? Even though we know the sort of impact it has on our community locally. Um, so just, Drop that in the comments there. Before we move on, one last thing with the to what we have to discuss and who we need to look at. So far, Sean, who's been most impressive for you?
0: Most impressive. Um, I would say, I mean, even considering his story, I've been I've been uh, quite impressed with Seamus. He seems um, he seems to be quite level headed, very rational uh, in, in the way he's played. Um, the only thing that maybe. Uh, it sort of swayed my vote, well, not vote, but my thinking at the, in this last episode was that uh, Felix and, and Phil, they kind of picked up that he he's actually sort of emerging as a bit of a, a stronger player in, in terms of his social play, that a lot of people seem to like him and stuff like that. But, yeah, I think he's had a really, a really sort of, I, like I said, I can't really remember his season, but it, it sounded like he played too hard too quickly, and, and I don't think he's making that same mistake this season. So I think, for me, he he kind of stands out a bit. Yeah. Standard, uh,
1: definitely. And I think uh, from my side, seeing as you've already covered Yuntao, I'm going to cover the Masu tribe. But I think one of the obvious names that everyone in the comments will agree is Marion. Marion is doing the business there, ladies and gentlemen, but we're going to get touch into our next segment and the, the section we're going to move into and we'll unpack it a little bit further. But just before we do that, I just want to see what we've got in the comments. Alex saying, I think the challenges will be more physical this season. I mean, Sean, when we were looking at the first challenge where they just had to play for Flint, it was a bit of an old challenge that they've had previously where they got to tackle each other, run in sprint and get that sort of boy that was hanging there. But jeepers. I mean, to Alex's point, physical? (laughs) What do you think?
0: Yeah, no, look, uh, I'm I'm not too sure about uh, Steffi's ACL. I've seen people... um, Tear the ACL before, and I don't think they can run like that. So that, that seemed like she was getting, trying to get some sympathy or something. I'm not sure what she was doing, but, uh, it must be an old, old injury. Cause I mean, she sprinted and she, she didn't look like she had any sort of injury in that one. Um, but yeah, look, it was a good challenge there. And, uh, Chappies and Dante, yes, as they owned it as well. So. (laughs)
1: chappie's <laughs> put in a hell of a tackle there he smashed samus so i mean it wasn't the best start for samus from the challenge perspective but also did you not think it was too physical based on alex on what are you saying here i mean it opened up with that sort of challenge but just for flint such a sort of physical challenge i think if you were cast away they weren't like chose not to participate or managed to get out of participating rather i think that was a smart move putting all that energy off day one just for flint and i know if just for flint it at it's fire, it's warmth, it's all the rest of it, but jeepers. Why not throw someone else under the bus? Like, Sean, if you and I were playing, I'd make you compete.
0: Yeah, no problem. I'm full enough happy to do that. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> 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 no, I'm kidding. But, I mean, yeah, you could see <laughs> – I, I can't remember the, the exact four, but uh, I, I know the, the the group that Marion was in, yes, those, those yeah. chicks looked buggered after that that little thing. They were just, I think, resting. They were all just using that buoy boy as a proper flotation device and just hanging on
1: there. Jeez, yeah, no, that's, that's true there. We've got uh, Richard saying they've adapted some of the challenges from Australian Survivor and that they have. But before we move on, something that they did manage to integrate into this season, and that's something that came from New Zealand Survivor, funny enough, and I'm, no doubt it's come from Shannon and, Shane and Gus um, with regards to the recommendation as she is a consultant on the show, so shout out to her. But the whole sort of outpost, negotiation, idol sort of swap there. How did you think that dynamic played out, Sean?
0: Yeah, it was an interesting one i have seen before. Um, I was kind of confused a bit at why, you know, what the sort of thinking behind voting for the other tribe, knowing that, that you would give them immunity um, and then, you know, the the Yontal tribe both, well, they voted for someone in their own tribe and then the, the Masu tribe voted for someone in the Yontal tribe as well. It's an interesting mm-hmm. one. I'm, I'm not really sure. I was trying to sort of put myself in that position as to, what would be the best move there like do you vote for someone in your own tribe and then sort of clearly from day one like outline who you want to work with or do you vote for someone in the other tribe knowing that you're giving them immunity and maybe maybe sort of save their weakest player so to keep their tribe weak um and obviously the Seamus and them went with their own tribe Uh, they ended up winning so it was probably probably a good call but I mean it's difficult to tell before the challenge
1: Yeah, that is an interesting one. I suppose, like, when you're looking at what Steffi and Shane did, in hindsight, it makes more sense because you're not revealing too much about your own tribe, except in this scenario, it's backfired because Tevin's managed to go to their tribal council, drop a bomb, and get a lot of insights. And I think... That's the interesting thing about this twist this season, or within the theme, rather, is that we've got game players, people that have played the game before, and now you're throwing this extra element, but they've got to think about it. And the irony about it is that the guy, Tejan, who hasn't played, he's one of the older players out there, he is the one reminding everyone, hey, listen, we've got a, an outsider listening in on what's going on here exactly. So that was an interesting twist, but I did like that sort of element to it. I like, I'm like. i curious to see how this plays out, and I want to see what, how the players are able to adapt. But uh, Gilchart asking another very good question you're saying you'd like to hear your thoughts on these combined reward immunity challenges would you prefer it separately what do you think um i was,
0: I was actually trying to remember when when watching and how they previously did it do they have they always had separate sort of immunity and reward or was that always post-merge or even pre-merge did they do it separately no, I, so, I so they're really normally, they're they're
1: normally separated but i think it's also largely due to the fact where if you've got a longer episode you've got more time you can do it but personally speaking what I'm experiencing is I like it because it gets to the, the, the more exciting stuff as opposed to just competing for a reward. You go, well, again, to my point with them exerting so much energy in the first challenge, I go, well, was, did that make sense really? But now you're going get a two-for-one. So whatever you're going to maximize out of the players, you're going jeepers. If you really perform here, it's not just a reward, it's your life and food. So, so there's more incentive to get more out of the players, especially that's why we've seen Dante in the last episode screaming, trying to hold on to that thing as long as he can. You know, So it, it does create that, and it ramps up the drama my 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 thought. i don't know what what do you think there's sean
0: um yeah i was trying to think i like i i was also i was also thinking like in the previous seasons and like again like i've never i've never played so i'm sure hunger is a thing but they seem to give them a hell of a lot of food like i remember watching seasons like back in the day when (laughs) you're one of those guys sean (laughs) yeah absolutely because i remember watching those seasons where like they the one egg was a complete dick but they were like listen, we can't vote him out. He's the only oak who knows how to spearfish. Um, And he was, like, like catching all the fish, where that element seems to have completely been removed from the game. And and I don't know if that's maybe because they give them more reward or maybe they just, like, in the Eastern Cape where there's lots of coconuts and pineapples or something like that. But it it was always an element of the game, seemingly. And I remember that, like, whoever provided for their tribe could actually... um, buy their way like a few more votes just because the people couldn't really survive without them so in terms of combining it maybe it is better maybe there's less reward less food and we can we can see how these are saying what do you yeah. what do you think do you think it's um do you think that you, well, they were given more food or not i don't
1: know no i, I wouldn't say they've been given more food i think I mean, just judging by the whole sort of food crisis scenario sharing scenario there at with regards to, (laughs) you know, Pinty and Tanya, I don't know if that's the ideal situation. So food is always going to be an issue. And also when you look at how you consume on a daily basis versus what they are eating, there's definitely an impact. And when we see how much weight they lose further down the line, I think it's clearly evident. But we've got Sean, uh, we've got Christy saying she likes the separation. Dylan also saying they like to separate it because loves watching the challenges and also think challenges are a big part of the game. Um, Richard's saying if they have two challenges they do get drained more and that's an interesting sort of perspective when we're looking at how psychological this game is and we're looking at strategy the more tired these players are the harder it is for them to make the right decisions and we know just judging by Chappies and sort of what happened to him in the first ep- or this being the first boot it's the sort of decisions ultimately that can cost you and the further they go the more tired they get the hungry you get the more they get on each other's nerves these things do play a big big part we've got look at this we've got Tanya saying what no. Only season eight during COVID, they got food. You see? Tanya's saying she They got no food, short, So What are you saying here? We know these things. She's saying they had very little. They had very little food.
0: Yeah, but Tanya, but, that's because th- Panty was eating all their food. So, I mean... <laughs> yeah, that's also They true. had food. It was just the wrong person eating it. Maybe Tanya didn't uh, stick up the hand to get more food. I don't know.
1: No, no, I think Tanya's fought for that one. I think uh, we, we saw how that played out. Agreed, Sean. Uh, Jeremy's <laughs> saying, I felt the same way in the last season, especially... All right, but now it's that time. We're going to talk about the Golden Spear. For those of you who don't know about the Golden Spear, it is sort of the player that has made the best uh, move normally in the episode. But in this case, we're looking at the recap of the week. So we're going to discuss a couple of players, and we can't really pinpoint exactly, but we're going to discuss the players that made good moves. And before we do that, we've got something special. And here it is. Hey, what did you think about that, ladies and gentlemen? That is our golden spear officially. So whoever wins that's going to get that golden spear. Somehow we're going to send it to you. But I suppose we can make maybe Sean you in the NFT game. Maybe we can create an NFT and that's how they get one. No, no. But
0: anyway, no. Sean, don't, uh, no. don't listen to me in NFTs. That's a that's a good way to lose money quickly. I laughed at Dante in <laughs> his in this last episode saying he gave all his Bitcoin. He put all his Bitcoin on that and I thought, jeez, that must be worth nothing at the moment. So you okay. can. <laughs>
1: right sean off the bat players that made the best moves for you who are they and why let's hear it
0: um yeah so like i mentioned before i think i think sheamus has had a good start i felt uh yeah again he was he was quite level-headed even when even when tanya approached him with the, the pinty issue he was like listen we 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 trying to win prizes, we i mean trying to win the the challenges we've got Good tribe unity. I'm not going to throw that all away for one bowl of rice, which I thought was quite uh, rational. And he seems to be making quite good relationships with the people. I mean, obviously, Ponty felt comfortable in this last episode to ask him to play the immunity idol. So he's obviously making good relationships. So I think off the bat, I'd say him. The other guy that that maybe um, stood out for me a bit, and also maybe that's just the way way I think because I keep I – keep, uh, you know going with the same sort of attributes where, where he was quite calm was was tevin um, I think tevin uh, in terms of him playing the idol for for Palessa, um knowing that that could be like a future relationship if he made it that far, and then also the way he mediated between Tanya and pinty i thought i thought was it was very good. I mean, he, he didn't lose his head. He spoke quite calmly. He tried to resolve the issue. He didn't really have a vote either way. He never chose sides. He said, listen, if Tanya sways everyone to vote for Pinty, I'll do that. Otherwise, Tanya's going home herself. So I think those two, probably for me, I mean, it's obviously very difficult to tell with four episodes down, you know, who who really made big moves, didn't really seem like I could pick out too many people. Um, who did you think? I don't know. I'd like to, you know, do you think?
1: I mean, I touched on it already, but I'm, I'm going to just drive the message home, is Marion, she's come out guns blazing. I think initially, they've all come in with prehistory, and this is also what makes the game a little bit more exciting, is they've got these connections. They've got matching tattoos. They've got past relationships, and they've got et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you've got Marion coming in here saying, almost reminiscent in my, my opinion of a Sandra Twain going anyone but me but in doing so playing that fine line of having mo- multiple relationships and in this case she's kept Shane just close enough but on the outskirts in order to get closer to other people mm-hmm. she was willing to sort of sacrifice them and now she's got a strong two in terms of Steffi and Meryl we can comment on Meryl she's a social butterfly and she's always going to be good at this sort of scenario it's just up until the point whether or not they ad- identify her as a threat but yeah Marion for me I mean what she's got an idol she's really? found idol yeah she's found an idol come on wake up no but i mean it was
0: first vote first vote and she was willing to throw her closest uh ally under the bus it was like i'll vote but
1: but this is is why i'm happy about it is because this is a season of returnees so it's a second chance at it and i don't think she would have done that in the first season and there's an element of growth in that sort of scenario and this is what also makes this game so interesting is that uh, they've all come back here they know what the game is about to a certain extent but some of them, it's not some of them, it is a tough thing to still not be human and kind of put that to bed and go, this is a game versus what I'm feeling. And it, again, we're only seeing an edit that is however long, 40 minutes long, versus them experiencing it day in, day out. But to be able to manage your emotions from that perspective, I think there needs to be some sort of credit given.
0: Yeah, a little bit. I just thought, like, as his first vote, like, you, you, you heard him and, and agreed that It might, might have been edited weirdly, but you heard him going, like, I've got a guaranteed vote with, uh, Marion, and we got such a strong alliance. Next thing he goes to tribal council and he's completely out of the loop, like comes back and his name's written down, him and Chappies. And by definite, and obviously by Marion, I, I can't remember if she voted, uh, Shane or, um, or Chappies, but either way, you know, he was completely blindsided. So he, uh, if, if it was me, I would have lost all faith in, um, in, in that alliance that he thought he was so secure with, with Marion. Um, then again, in, in terms of her finding the, that diplomatic immunity, um, I, she she ran around and just told everyone about it. I mean, is that always the, the great play to reveal everything as soon as you find it?
1: To be fair, I'm not one of, a, and, and you know, I'd love to see what the comments are on this as well. Seeing Survivor and seeing the idol, I think, the idol is a lot more trouble than what it's worth in my opinion and we know that the key currency they talk about it every season is information and in this case she secured something somewhat powerful if she holds on to that and people find out about it then it's kind of a sneaky move and she's like it's all about herself but by groping people and including them it's that information that makes them feel valued and then makes them want to work with her so i think that is an interesting sort of aspect as to going okay cool that's what i'm going to do especially if I find it. The other thing is the other situation where you can sort of just throw it, throw it out in the open like Tevin did. And I actually, going back to the Tevin point, he's a very, very good shot because, again, talking about players that have come back and learned somewhat, came in very confident in the first time he played. He came in very, you could say somewhat, he came in playing like a, a pre merger, like the, the pre-mergers are currently playing, very confident in terms of the decision they're making. And he somewhat learned about that, like the whole tribe has, being a bit more quiet but we, we're going to touch on why that actually plays into the situation that we saw last night with Tanya and Pinecy, And to a certain extent, one that makes for uncomfortable viewing, largely because you resonate so much with what's going on. You are going to pick a side, even though we weren't necessarily there. But it's because of that gameplay where they're all so cautious. They're just going to let these people play out and let them paint targets on their back. But going back to the Tevin thing, he is smart. He gets told some. They all say he's, he's found this idol. Teresa tells a lie, and how he buries the lie immediately is he just puts it out in the open. He confronts everyone, and he says, "Hey, that's not you. Let's go looking for it." To the benefit of Seamus. so Sheamus does benefit. But ultimately, you could say he wastes the idol. You could say that. You could. But I mean, you know, he's played card. Why? He's I mean, that was game. the last.
0: Wasn't that the last tribal council he could use it? So I mean.
1: It was the third one. Okay, he hasn't wasted it. I suppose he's done the right thing in that perspective. No, he hasn't wasted it. But the point is, again, like there, everyone knows he's got the idol. What, what good, what good did like? Had he found it and got caught, all of a sudden it becomes a target.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's always a weird thing. And I think he acknowledges himself saying the those group idols or those ones that you find uh, when everyone's looking are, are, are pretty useless. Well, they're not useless because he obviously saved himself, but I mean it's 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 definitely not as powerful as it was if you find it by yourself and and no one knows about it because everyone goes, Okay, well we know Seamus has the idol, so there's no point in playing it. Unless uh, unless the only way he could have maybe used it is to is to use it for someone else, but that didn't really seem like he had anyone he needed to save, so
1: I mean we got do you know I don't know what you think about this. Christy's saying Teresa, she's uh Said she's calculated and knows how to play the game. I also think, like, again, if we're looking at growth, and I-, I know this is recap of the entire week. So we could arguably say that the Golden Spear for the growth for the first week that we've seen, Teresa has shown some growth because what she struggled with last season was integrating herself socially. She seemed to have done this far better. I do think she makes a bit of a blunder, and we're going to touch on that. And she's probably, uh, spoiler there, she's going to be my wooden spoon. So <laughs> the, thank you for throwing the, the name out there, Christy. Um, we've got Richard saying, Comahelo saying, Dante has dictated the direction of all the tribe boots growth as well compared to last season. I think that's also an interesting point, because what did we find out yesterday, Sean? Crucial bit of information that they did not show. Why don't you tell the people what we found out there?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, in speaking to Chappies yesterday, we found out that he was actually digging for the idol with Chappies. I don't know if that was what you were alluding to, but yeah, that, actually that is exactly what I'm alluding you. to,
1: Sean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm glad you're on the same page. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I was quite shocked by that when Chappies said that because I mean, he made it like he put a big target on Chappies back by saying, like, listen, we can't fucking stay up all night and watch us so, um, dig for idols or I don't know, make his own. Chappie's diner somewhere so like we we need to vote him out meanwhile (laughs) meanwhile he's there digging with um, uh, digging with Chappie's to try to find the island which I was quite shocked with I must admit
1: yeah so I mean credit to that so I see what you're saying uh, Richard but for me I think it's Too much too soon. I think he's overcorrecting it too quickly. You know, there's, there's that graph, any growth sort of graph. You gradually want to do it, and then all of a sudden you start peaking at the right time. I think he's doing it, but he's, he's climbing too quick, in my opinion. And I think people are going to get annoyed by it or identify that the fact I mean, we've already seen what's to come. People are saying he, he's thinking he's the godfather because he's trying to overcorrect the game he played previously. So I think there's also that sort of element that can creep into their games. Um, Kerry's saying. At least he didn't play the idol for Pinty, at least. I mean, Seamus, well played from that perspective. We, we know how the, the viewers feel about that scenario. We're going to talk about that before we move on. Uh, Dylan saying, Golden Spear, for me, goes to Seamus. Changed his game completely from what we saw in the Philippines. And I do want to say that it does look like the man's going to wait for 10 years. He's gone to some mountain in the Himalayas and he's hung out with some Buddhists and he's come back very zen. So, and calculated at the same time. And I think it's, it's like testament to him and the control he has. My personal opinion, the only reason he stays over Tanya is the, oh, sorry, pinty stays over Tanya is because of Seamus. You think so, Why? I think he had more control in that sort of scenario. He's got the close relationship with Tevin. I know Tevin said he would be swayed by that, but I think that was just him just saying it's a confessional for the sake of saying it. I think that decision was predetermined. Because, I mean, if we're looking at the argument that Tanya laid out, well, those are not valid points. I mean, as a, as a logical, reasonable, like, reasonable person sitting there experiencing everything, you could see the cast were keeping quiet, letting Pinty say, the, the situation was you had someone that was extremely self-aware, Tanya, and then another one that wasn't self-aware going, hey, I don't upset anyone, not, you know, that's the situation, and then everyone going, not speaking up again, and to the point that Tanya had the courage to, to challenge the notion, but again, because everyone does want to get voted out, they let the situation unfold, and they let them become targets themselves.
0: Uh, yeah, it's an interesting take on that, but I mean, I suppose I'll touch on that in the, the Golden Spear. But I, I just think that it, it, it Panti seems completely like n- no self awareness in terms of what she's doing. Like, it seems like that everyone had s- shared a similar sentiment to Tanya, which seemed it's so crazy to me that she ended up uh, getting voted out because it was, it, it should have been, should be an easy vote. Should have been, she's causing cuck. She's out. But some are the way Tanya handled it got her voted out, so I think that more speaks to Tanya than Pinty in my in my opinion in terms of who handled that better that it was definitely the two of them Pinty I thought should have been the easy vote out, but uh, yeah, I don't know Tanya Tanya didn't do too well in to Africa be, to be in honest i
1: think but but no see this is this is what I can argue is I think she actually did a good job, too good of a job, and they were like, you know what, at least we know. Like, Pinty isn't controllable. She, she's not. Because it's going to be impulsive, whatever the reaction is. However, whatever the guarantee is, you got her for X amount of votes. Whereas with the Tanya, I think she was too strategically out there in terms of going, this is someone that can play the game. And even though she's not my number one or two, she's definitely lo- lower down the picking order. If I save her today, what, what will she do to me tomorrow? Because she can think of something that she can't do to me. And I think that was the downfall there, personally speaking.
0: Sure, I don't know. I don't know if I agree. I don't know. I think I think she she put herself in the firing line first. I mean, firstly in terms of in terms of her taking blame for Teresa lying about Tevin. I I mean I don't know what what in, in what her thinking was in, in terms of that. Like I know she said she didn't want to throw Teresa under the bus, but I mean, at at at, at what cost,
1: you know. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that next. I suppose let's just wrap up the Golden Spear. <laughs> yeah, Sean, are we going to come to a consensus here? I'm saying Marion. You're saying you you said you mentioned. Tevin, I, yes, you said I said Seamus. There's no way. I mean, there's some there's good no ones. Is anyone else we're forgetting? Maybe Felix. Felix caught a he caught a fish. I mean, he celebrated that fish. <laughs> did
0: he call <laughs> so, it? No, I mean, wasn't not... it
1: wasn't
0: full. No, no, it, it was Felix.
1: Oh no, it was full. Sorry, uh, it was no, full. Not Phil, Yeah, <laughs> it was full. Yeah, Phil full, full caught the the fish. Uh, so so yeah, but who do you, who are you going to go with final one there?
0: Definitely, Tevin.
1: Oh! Yeah, okay. You're going Tevin?
0: Definitely. I don't think Marion... I don't think she played too well. Is... Um, okay, okay, really okay. But, wait, 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 to, but hang wait,
1: on, 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 hang on, hang on. Okay, let me let me also replay everything that you said. Add to the fact he gives a thing to Pelesa. So there's some sort of alliance there. What is quite interesting was he did mention he doesn't like someone play, like playing with someone emotional because that's very unpredictable. But it's going to be interesting to see if if Tony makes it to a swap or makes it further down the line because... In that situation then surely he doesn't work with the tony just based on that comment you, alone
0: mm-hmm. yeah you wouldn't think so i mean uh i mean <laughs> it was quite funny hearing pk uh, called tony out in the first episode being the closest person but yeah I, she seems very emotional so if that's not uh if that's not what he wants to play with i can't imagine it working with her although it depends i suppose on the numbers when they merge
1: well, Tanya's saying she should have kept quiet, but I suppose, Sean, you're probably going to talk about the wooden spoon then saying life versus the game, and that's also the thing. I don't, Sean, you, you... Guys, Sean's a robot. If Sean had to go play Survivor, mm-hmm. I think you'd handle these situations really well because he calls a spade a spade. In my case... I'm watching Tanya and I'm not gonna lie, I tears when she's talking about the courage sort of th- situation when she calls people out and it gets so frustrated in that scenario. I was frustrated for her watching it. And again, look, I am a, I am a Tanya for hours team Tanya coming into this, and so I was really disappointed her getting voted out 100 percent There's no denying that. So Sean, <laughs> sure, you're always gonna find a rebuttal, my son, when it comes to anything regarding Tanya. But we got Richard <laughs> saying, Liverpool fan to you. Oh, yes, that there we go. You never walk alone, Richard. Um, Alex saying, be Liverpool. Guys, this isn't, if you want to talk about football, go to Goal Lounge TV, subscribe to that. This is Survivor today, okay? Alright, alright? Mm, yeah. Tanya, one last thing before we move over and we give our final sort of verdict on who gets the golden spear. Tanya's saying, in life, it's good to stand up. In the game, you can't. Now, what kind of message was that said? I, I know we'd be diverting it a little bit, but when we're looking at it, I think this is the frustrating part. Is if that is the truth, Sean? What message does that send?
0: What What do you mean in terms of like she? I, I suppose I, I when I when I view it like that in that sort of situation where like panties causing cuck like that, I view it like a workplace. Like what you have to do there. you you might not agree. You're definitely going to have clashes with your colleagues. You're not going to agree with everyone. You. You're going to have different personalities. You can't always voice your opinion. Sometimes the better option is to just sort of get to a working relationship with the person. How you handle that is different. But I don't, think, um, I don't think always calling out ev- everything that someone does wrong in, that, um, in the way that she did it is always right. So like in my mind, when I was looking at it, I get it's life. I get that those two are never going to be friends, so you don't have to keep them friends. But in 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 that regard, I view Survivor like I I think if I were ever to play Survivor, which I don't think I ever will, but I would view it the same as a workplace where you're not going to get along with everyone, but you I have to make it work. So that's how I view it. I don't know. I don't know. I I I, I can I can sort of I can obviously empathise with what Tanya was saying in terms of like she was standing up. For what she thought was right and for the best of the, the better the betterment of the tribe in terms of like listen, you can't have one person just, you know, mm. taking up all the fire, eating all the food and stuff like that. But I think if I mean you like I said, I view it as like a game in a workplace. So if you, you the goal is to win. So you know,
1: suck it. Like Fair enough, but yeah, here we go, just in case anyone is worried, Tanya's saying she's coming to visit me, I'll make sure I have plenty of food for her, but here <laughs> there we, go. we go, good to know, good to there know, go. Tanya, also just Keeps in case you're Felix wondering, well. Sean, Sean, what is Tanya over here, what is Tanya? Gandalf
0: the Grey, it looks
1: like, okay. yeah, but it's Tanya the Wise, Sean, come on, get with it, right, oh, on the three, on three the two, one, <laughs> I, yeah, Tanya the Wise, come on, anyway, anyway, Let's move on from that. Okay, I'm going to count down to three. In the, uh, actually, I'm going to count down to 10. I'm going to give everyone 10 seconds to give their final sort of golden spear candidates there. And then when I get to three, two, one, Sean and I are going to shout that loud. Let's see if we come to consensus. All right, I'm going to count down. Ready? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3. Sean, you ready? 2, 1. Tevin Tevin Ah <laughs> oh, there we go Okay now we're oh, good okay, okay Tevin congratulations okay. You win the Golden Spear For the first week Good game man Good game Now it is time yeah, It's time Although Richard's saying He's still going with Dante I think I'm, I'm telling you Richard yeah? He's gonna Yeah he's gonna come yeah, short I think he, Anyway It is I think he played too time quickly. Time for the wooden stoon. Ladies and gentlemen Are You ready? And that was the wooden spoon, just in case uh, you weren't okay. sure what that was. Which players made the most? <laughs> which players made the worst move, Sean? Um, so I mean, obviously, uh,
0: in in the conversation, although I don't think it would be my my final award would be would have to be Chappies. You're going you're going first boot. It has to be up for consideration. I don't know how much, uh, him digging. During the night, cost him the vote. He always was a massive threat. So, how do you uh, how do you change that opinion? I mean, he was the he was the only season eight in that post merge tribe, and he, he made it to final three. So he was always going to have a big target on his back. But I mean, on the first night, or I don't know, was that the first night? Yeah, I don't. Know. But anyway, on the the first night to be digging for idols, it it kind of cemented that if if they lost, he 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 might not make it through that first one.
1: Yeah. And it's a tricky one because personally speaking, I think I've had plenty of chats with a lot of people about Chappie's returning. Now, did I think he was the right choice to be cast? No, I did not because this outcome is, there was a high probability of this outcome, him being the first boots out. I mean, it's easy to gang up against him. They've all just seen it's very fresh in the memory. Does it diminish his legacy in any way? No, it does not. So there's always a possibility of him coming back. But like uh, Ricky Bobby, if you ain't first, you're last. And that's why, you know, Chappie's over there. And also first ever, he makes history yet again. First ever player to get voted out back to back in two different seasons. So congrats to you there, Chappies. But yeah, I, I think the wooden spoon goes to him for making the choice to come back and play, personally speaking. I think it was a tough one. I mean, it's hard to turn down, but I do think it wasn't the right time for him. Any other yo, ones? I, I, I agree with Good. that. No, I
0: mean I mean that yo, like I said, uh, I that was just that was just a mention and I don't think he played that while I still unfortunately I know Tanya's listening. Uh unfortunately I think I'm gonna have to go with her. I think uh I think in terms don't of Don't worry, Sean it's... Tanya
1: Tanya's saying the wooden spoon for her. She's in agreement
0: there we go okay okay well then i don't feel so bad um no i mean i mean yeah like what i mentioned earlier taking the fall for Teresa, i think i think i i, I couldn't really understand that thing other than her wanting to work with Teresa. um i think the way she called out pinty there was she, she probably she could have done it in a in a different way but i think i think she was a bit brash about it um uh greedy little pig didn't help but, uh, no, so that, uh,
1: no, that did not help the <laughs> cause at all because that was the one argument that Pinty had and he, she stuck that that's all she could use, right? And she used it's it sure. and everyone was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then double standards and, and, and so, yeah, yeah. I do think, yeah. And I think, Tanya, from that perspective, it is tricky. Uh, and what makes you so lovable when you watch it. And again, it's too, I don't know if anyone follows her on, on Facebook or anything, but there's a reason people like you and there's a reason people like, like appreciate it is because what you're seeing on the TV is one hundred percent her and it's very difficult as opposed to other people you're not sure if they're putting on a fast they're putting it on for the cameras versus being real and again that's the sort of discrepancy game versus real life. And again there Tanya it was just one of the situations like Sean says where it was like, okay, is this work or is it the game or what's the outcome here? And in that case it was just too blurry because the person was such a hindrance. And at the end, Pinty got under under your skin it was that was arguably the, the worst part about it all. But I think when we're looking at someone else, Sean, any other candidates from that perspective as to you got Chappies. We also know he went digging very soon. It wasn't a great time to go digging for that idol. But is anyone else who'd show up?
0: I mean, I suppose, the, I suppose Pika has to be at least in the conversation. I mean, he got voted out second. He seemed – I mean, that's obviously the way they edited, but they they start off that episode with him being – the most arrogant person just saying like, he's got this thing under control and knows exactly where the votes are going. Like he's in the majority and then he gets voted out. So in that regard, I mean, I don't know. I can't really pinpoint exactly what he did wrong other than maybe, maybe portraying or trying to control the vote too early. Um, I don't think I, I don't think I'd give him the wooden spoon. I don't think he played. He he deserved that. But like, uh, you know, he has to be in the conversation for, for being voted out thinking he was so strong.
1: And, but, uh, but there's, there's something in there. There's definitely something in there. Cause when you look at it, also, he, even the choice in the, the, the challenge where he went, he opted for the keys versus the ropes. I mean, there's a sure thing versus the one that requires more of a chance. He went the chance route, somewhat backfired because of his confidence. And then again, him relying on a Tony to try and make something happen. I understand they got matching tattoos, but in the situation that Marion sort of portrayed and did, everyone came in there going, oh, her and Shane are quite close. What did she do? She distanced him, mm. kept him in arm's length. Close enough to say, hey, we're still working together, but didn't put that out there. Where Pika was like, "I'm the man, calling the shots." Tony, you and I are one two, and immediately put the target on his back. So it wasn't a great move from his yeah.
0: side. No, agreed. And I, I mean, having you having mentioned that, I'd I'd put Tony's name up, up for wooden spoon. Um, uh, she, she I mean, well, firstly, like the way she, she acted. I mean, even even towards Marion to to start calling out her like skin condition and stuff seems a bit a bit rough to you know to try get people to vote for her and then (laughs) what i would almost call like a meltdown when when pk got voted out me seemingly like you know like how she's supposed to work with those people again like unless she i mean she even said like she doesn't even want the two million so i mean come on like you got to be a bit more rational in that sort of Thinking, I know, I know, it didn't go your way, but I mean, to start screaming at Dante, and I thought Dante caught the short end of that stick. I don't think he really shouted at her. She was shouting at him, and he was trying to get his point across. I don't think it was any like verbal abuse or anything. I think he was just—it was just a heated argument.
1: Yeah, to be fair, I think when you are looking at it, it is. Oh, also, you know, we didn't mention Palessa for the Golden Spear, but I suppose she—not uh, not this week, but she she is there. She's in the right sort of place. You don't want to be too two out there peacocking right now. So she's on a fine <laughs> yeah. balance. But, but going back to that deal, I think actually PK and Tony sort of made that, when we're looking again at a Shane and a Marion sort of combination, they, they made that decision together where they were working together and was very overt to everyone else. So yes, and I think the problem with PK going out is the rug is completely swept from under her. So now she feels completely isolated. So things do feel like the world is up against it because you, you're stuck with these people that you don't really like. You have to play this game it hasn't gone your way, and now you need to try and get back in their favor. Is she getting back in their favor? Not the best way, so uh, definitely not. So I think she's completely isolating herself by that. It's, it's almost mirrors – there isn't an antagonist in her scenario. She is uh, sort of like self-destructive in terms of being mm. the antagonist there. But it does mirror what happened on uh, Yontao in terms of the, the conflict between Pinty and Tanya, where it was the motions that got the better of them. And I think at the end of the day, when you are looking at Pinty versus Tanya, the difference was that Pinty can shrug it off actually she is the the antagonist right so that that's she's very confrontational so when it comes to confrontation even at the tribal council she can make a joke out of it she can sort of manage that because she's used to it where it is it's a lot harder for someone who feels like they're not being heard. and i generally felt that even though again it didn't matter what sort of argument tanya put out there because people had already made their mind up as to going no Tanya is a bit more savvy, but you can't re- rein it in. Whereas a pioneer at the end of the day. She, she is quite impulsive and she can- is quite abrupt. But to a certain extent, you know where she stands because she's going to reveal that. Whereas, you know, to one of the comments, of the, look, that courage thing. I love that courage thing where she called them out. That was amazing. But anyway, I'm, I'm not. I'm getting sidetracked. Is there anyone else? Don't, want get, to talk don't, about the don't get me wrong.
0: Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Tanya was 100 percent right in everything she identified. Um, With what Pinty was doing. Yeah, you can't take more food. You can't have the best sleeping spot. I don't think she, I I don't think Pinty played that, that had a good week either. I'm just saying, because of what Pinty was doing, she made herself an easy target. Like, let's just get rid of her. She's the one eating all the food. She's sleeping in the best position. She's annoying everyone. Let's get rid of her. That's why I gave it to Tanya. Tanya was 100% justified in calling her out in what she did. I'm just saying the way she went about it was wrong, and that's why I gave it to her. But, I mean, Pinty didn't have a good week either. I mean, again, she can't be so aggressive and uh, abrasive with people if she wants to work with them. You can't just annoy people like that and expect them to, to carry on voting with you or even to keep you around for that long.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. One one last shot, outside shot from my side. We've got to throw Shane in there. Shane coming in somewhat seeming, like not starting too quickly out the gates, thinking he knew a little bit more than what he did. Obviously, the way in which Marion played him, he thought he had more out of that scenario, so that trust kind of got the better of him. And then we're also mm-hmm. looking at one or two decisions that he makes where when he is trying to save himself and he feels highly, highly threatened, at this point he knows his name's on the chopping block, he does come out being quite again. Uh, abrupt in terms of going. This is what you should do because he's that desperate. And he's trying to convey that desperation and force someone to make the decision. And again, this is this is maybe maybe that works in a sort of newbie season. But in a season where you've got players that all kind of think they know what they're doing, you can't exactly force an idea upon someone. So you kind of need to be a And he wasn't. And I think that ultimately nearly got him home. Or was, got him sent home.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think he had a he had an outstanding week either. Um, he, yeah, I think he got quite well. It looked like anyway, quite blindsided with that vote. I mean, uh, he was he was pretty sure him and Marion were were solid, and uh, he was completely out of the loop. So I think he panicked a bit for the next for the next vote, which which came across I think a bit strong. But um, but but I think because of maybe Tony's um um like outburst, it kind of got forgotten about a lit a little bit. It, it seemingly I don't know, but we'll see how it plays out.
1: All right, well, I'm going to count down from 10 again in the comments. Hit us up with who you think the wooden spoon. Tanya's saying she should get it. Sean, as soon as I get to 3, two, 1, get that wooden spoon in mind, and then we're going to say it again, and we're going to see who's going to get it, right? So 10, 9. We should probably get a counter for this, because I don't know if people want to hear me count down. But anyway, eight, seven, <laughs> six, five, four, three. 3. Sean, are you ready? Yeah. 2, 1. Ten. Pinty. I just couldn't do it Tanya I couldn't do it I'm sorry I couldn't do it okay so there we go I don't know one comment we just need one I know Tanya's giving it to herself but anyone else oh there we go Jeremy's saying Tony's stirring it up with a wooden spoon he likes stirring Uh, this pot there okay All right. so we're a bit undecided there we'll see what happens with regards to the coming weekend I'm going to put a thing out on social streets and we'll see what people come up with and then that will be determined although Tanya's saying they can share it okay Chris is saying pinty there we go So, so T and Tanya can share it. Oh, Bianchi <laughs> doesn't share. <laughs> That's also true. All right. So before we move on, we're going to introduce our new sort of, oh, no, no, actually, yes, no. We're going to introduce our new segment of the show. And this is pretty much where we rate the week in terms of what we experienced and how good we thought the episodes were. So, Sean, in terms mm-hmm. of how killer these episodes were, how many skulls out of five would you give them? And also in the comments, tell us well, how good you think this was out of five. And you got to show by skulls. So if you thought it was like a five out of five, put five skulls in the comments. Sean, what do you think and why?
0: Uh, yeah, I reckon I reckon three. Um Yeah, a bit of a a slow start. You're a harsh guy. Yeah. (laughs) He's so harsh,
1: bro.
0: (laughs) If you go, if you go any higher, there's no room for improvement. And I'm, I'm assuming the season is just going to get better and better. So, I mean, uh, let's see how it goes, but, uh, no, I'd say three It's a little bit of a slow start. I mean, in terms, I find it the most difficult this, this, this week, even like, uh, trying to find a, a golden spear. So, I mean, I, I don't think it was the best week of, uh, of Survivor I've ever watched. So, I mean, three. But uh, if I give them five now, then what are we going to do next week?
1: So, I mean... Look, you got Christy saying three. Tanya saying five. I mean,
0: to be honest, <laughs> I am
1: worried. I'm worried. How good is, how good would it really get without Tanya being on the show? That's, that's the one thing I'm worried about. Okay. <laughs> but we've got Alex also saying three. We've got Richard coming in, come on, hello coming in with three. Jeepers, you guys are all in the same same wavelength here. I was going to give it a four. Yeah. Warren also saying three. Four. What did nah, I miss nah, you? Nah, God, nah. Look, guys, when I'm going back at it, yes, first episode. It's This is experimental. Four episodes a week, I understand. It's a it's a lot. But the first one was very slow. People weren't too happy. I get it. But then all of a sudden, the second one, it's, it's a one-vote one, one vote difference. It was tight. The Giants, the, the favorites, lost. It's sort of an underdog story. Then, again, back-to-back, back, the same thing happens. One-vote difference. The t- Chappies went home. The guy that was a favorite, arguably, for this season, not in my book, but, I mean, in the books of other peoples in the community. And then... What am I trying to justify? Everyone's saying three, right? I'm going to come. Yeah, there go. we, I'm going to agree with everyone. Tanya, I would give it a, a four, <laughs> but everyone's giving it a three. So here we're ready. So the, the weekly rating we're going to show everyone um, is officially three skulls. There we go. Three skulls, three out of five. Oh, yeah. Then we're going to move over. That's Ladies and gentlemen, it is, that, <laughs> it is that time um, for storms brewing. And that is where we make the predictions of what we think is to come. So wait for this. Also again, Tanya, you're getting a lot of shout outs here. You were inspiration behind this and you'll know why. Are you guys ready for this? Are you ready? Storms Brewing, ladies and gentlemen. And this is why, Tanya. This is why. That was the inspiration behind that animation. Warren, good job. You absolutely killed it. For those of you who are wondering, this is the authentic water bottle, Tanya's water bottle on this series, and this is what she had. Thank you very much. I really appreciate this, um, and that's what inspired that. So storms brewing, Sean. What do you think is going to come? What do we have in store for us?
0: Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I mean, uh, obviously we have got another four episodes, um, but I think uh, I think in in terms of who we previously mentioned, I think it's going to be a tough week for for Tony and Pinty both for the for the for Pinty, for being. For annoying the tribe. I don't know if they'll keep her around much longer. I know, I know Tanya put her put herself on the chopping block that time. So she got the vote. But I mean, she seems like the clear one to go next if they lose another, um, another like challenge. Um, and then on the other tribe, Masu, I reckon Tony's in, in a world of trouble there, um, with her isolating herself, having that little breakdown or outburst, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I think those two, those two are on the chopping block, although in that little, snippet or what's coming next that did seem like they might be gunning for dante
1: so yeah uh, I, like, that, I think, that's the one part i think mm-hmm. i think you've wrapped it up sure i think that's good we know obviously precarious situations for tony and pine it'd be interesting to see if they can get out of it doubt it very much but um, obviously dante being called the godfather yo yo yo, yo. what are they mm-hmm. the full package what do they call themselves the full package are going to come for the full him package. They, they're going to unwrap speeder, this package though. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe that is for his speedo, Tato. Where have you been, sir? You are so late. You are so late. Where you're not making notes this time around? You come in here. Also, Tanya. Tato is a Tanya fan. It's very sad. Look, he's crying. I mean, come yeah, on, Tato. Yeah. Where, where have you been? You've been hiding. But yes, when we look at the storms, bring you've called them out. Very fearful for for Dante, and obviously not so much for for Tanya, uh, for Tony and Pinty, because it's kind of. What we're seeing. Any any sort of upsets in terms of what we're seeing power dynamic, any sort of shuffles that could potentially happen? We've seen sort of Felix and Phil kind of, you know, doing something there, potentially waiting to make the right move on a Tevin or a Sheamus.
0: Yeah, yeah they mentioned it. I don't, I, they, whether they keep to that tribal unity that they keep pushing we'll, we'll have to see um i don't know i think i might i think they are a little bit more tentative being the the pre merged tribe whether to vote out who is uh he's not causing any cuck at the moment and he's also quite a, a challenge <laughs> asset he looks like he's uh he looks like he's he, he, he's not gonna like be a hindrance in the challenges so i don't know if they would make that move and uh, i would say if they did i think it might be a bit too early carry on winning uh, for the moment. Well, I know they lost a the lot, but, you know, continue with the, the keeping the tribe strong. Um, yeah, like I said, maybe maybe Dante would be would be the upset. Um, I don't know if they would make a big move. Do you reckon they're going to vote Sheamus? Or, I didn't... Were they speaking about Tevin? Or, not really. No,
1: no, no. no. I think, I think. look, my overall... Okay, I'm, yeah, my overall feeling, the one point I'm worried about, or curious about, rather, not worried, that's definitely the wrong word, is when we're looking at Kalani and we're looking at Tejan. So, two of the older players that have come, or from the older oh, seasons yeah. rather, that have come into the situation, both getting purple edits at this moment in time. We haven't seen much of them. Jean looking like he's a bit clueless. We're hoping that's more <laughs> intentional than it is not being clueless, but that, that's the sort of feeling we're getting. And obviously we saw a little bit of Kalani, but uh, it wasn't the most flattering light where she was speaking about Tanya at the water while well and then getting caught out for it. <laughs> so those are sort of, I wonder what's going to happen there, but as, as time being, like as what it seems like is they are extra numbers in the large scheme of things. We've got sort of, the power happening in the Masu tribe with the gods of the three ladies. And then we got the power, arguably, with the Sheamus and Ah, uh, uh, Not Atasia, I'm getting confused. The Tevin, sorry. Tevin and a Sheamus. <laughs> and Dino's there on the periphery. We haven't seen much of him apart from burning his hands, which we could mm-hmm. argue was a pinty move as well because there wasn't enough space by the fire, which yeah, is
0: interesting. Yeah, that could also. Make it, I would have um, voted it out just for, just for hogging on the space of the thing.
1: Yeah, uh, but anyway, we're getting distracted. So I wonder, <laughs> we've got Tato saying, no, 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 Seamus is safe. That's what Tato's saying. And he expects more from Tejan. Okay. All right. Sean? Yeah,
0: difficult to comment on Tejan. Yeah, we haven't really seen much from him. And, and I agree with you, and Kalani as well.
1: All right. But we're hoping for a good week. We are obviously, like Sean and everyone else said, three out of five hoping for. For it to improve. Like I said, we can't start on too much of a high, so maybe I should take my own advice. Final thoughts there, Sean, before we head out.
0: No, not that much for me. Uh I basically said everything I was sort of thinking about. It was a it was a good start. It's getting used to watching all four, yeah, all four episodes in a week. It's quite a lot of Survivor, but uh <laughs> it's gonna be good.
1: Look, it is, it is true. I was saying, like, you can get away with it with other shows because you don't have to pay attention. A survivor, you don't pay attention. Next thing you see, Chappie's out, Tanya's out. Then you go, what? what just happened? I mean, it happened to me last night. I, like, I was had people, we were we out and about, and then Tanya got voted. I completely missed it. And when you told me, I was devastated. I was like, what? And I still asked the people I was with. I was like, how did this happen? Anyway, point is, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Sean made his TNO debut. This is the first time he's ever done a sort of podcast, vlogcast ever, ever. So you can also give him a, a skull rating out of five if you feel like. I mean, he needs to know the truth. I think. Uh, I don't know. No, 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 whatever. no. I
0: don't. I don't. People are positive. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm um, happy to be got... uh, happy to live in bliss, uh, ignorance. Uh.
1: Kerry asking. I wonder how Dino will come back from his burn injuries. That's a good point. I oh, mean, yeah, that's that's
0: actually interesting. What do they say
1: about like when a jellyfish stings you or something stings you? Maybe, you know. Well, you
0: reckon he's going to piss on himself or something?
1: Well, I'm saying maybe that, I mean, (laughs) could that help with Burns. I don't know if we've got a nurse in the house, but potentially. I mean, I'm not a doctor. Um, (laughs) Neither am I. Okay, so Sean, thank you very much. For everyone who joined us, we really appreciate you. We love you. We're looking forward to seeing you next week. Tanya, thank you so much for jumping on. Um, hopefully somewhere down the line we can get you on and actually do a proper sort of conversation with you. It is a bit tight right now with everyone and we need to do everything that we need to do from our side. But we love you. We appreciate you. And we so much, we're we enjoying this, this season so far. We look forward to next week. Sean?
0: Yeah, lekker. Hope to see you next week again.
1: All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. If you don't know what to be, Sean, the saying is be cool. So if you don't know what to be,
0: Oh, be cool.
1: There we go. Cheers, everyone.